Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed in helping us to draw near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Today on Drawing Near, Jesus continues his response to a confrontation initiated by the religious leadership of Israel. It seems that the closer Jesus gets to the cross, the more direct he becomes. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 20 as we study the cornerstone. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Heavenly Father, as we approach the time when Jesus is arrested, we pray, Father, that you would help us to focus. It may be possible that so many of us have heard these things over and over again, that we become just a little less sensitive to the truth of these things, to the truth of the suffering of Jesus, your suffering servant. I pray, Father, that we would be sensitive, that we would focus, and that we would try, Father, to be empathetic, not only with what you desired to do through Jesus, but the suffering of Jesus on our behalf. Guide us in our study today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In our last study, you may recall that the chief priests and the scribes responded to the parable that Jesus had just given with this response, certainly not. Their reaction to Jesus' parable was a reaction that recognized what Jesus was saying about them, and they were denying that the truth of the parable would apply to them. In Luke chapter 20, verse 17, we read these words. Then he, Jesus, looked at them and said, What then is this that is written? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Now think about this for a second. Jesus just challenged the chief priest and the scribes. He just challenged the most powerful people in Israel, apart from the Romans themselves. And he challenges them with prophecy. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. They said, we will not deny the son. We will not kill him. And Jesus says, well, then what does this prophecy mean? Jesus is the stone the builders rejected. Jesus is the one sent by God that those leaders in Israel rejected. And then we're told in the second part of this prophecy, he has become the chief cornerstone. The individual that the Pharisees and the scribes and the religious leaders, the chief priests, the individual they reject, Jesus Christ, becomes the one stone in all of the building that everything else is measured by, centered on, leveled by. It is the most important stone in any building. And Jesus becomes this chief cornerstone. Now, in all truth, he's always been the chief cornerstone. He's always been God. He's always been King of kings, Lord of lords, the eternal word in heaven. Through him, all things were made, and without him was not anything made that was made. But when it comes to the worldly worship of God, the earthly worship of God, Jesus is the chief cornerstone of all that focuses rightly on worshiping and serving God the Father. And these chief priests and scribes were about to have him killed, crucified. In verse 18, Jesus goes on and says, Whoever falls on that stone will be broken, but on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. If we come to faith in Jesus Christ humbly and fall upon him, we can be saved, but we must be broken to be saved. There needs to be contrition, guilt, 
remorse, repentance as we come to faith in Christ. We see Jesus, we see his righteousness, his sacrifice for our sin, and we are broken as we come to him. The bonds of our sin are broken, our past is broken, our relationships are redefined in Christ Jesus. Whoever falls on Jesus will be broken. But in the second part of verse 18, it says, but on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. It is better to fall on Jesus than have Jesus and his judgment fall on you. The stone that falls on you crushes and grinds. There's no coming back from Jesus judging and condemning. We need to know this. How did the chief priests and scribes respond? In verse 19, we see, And the chief priests and the scribes that very hour sought to lay hands on him, but they feared the people, for they knew he had spoken this parable against them. From that very moment, they were ready to kill Jesus. They sought a way to bring Jesus to judgment. They had been offended in an open temple where people were around listening to Jesus teach. These chief priests and scribes had caused a confrontation, and Jesus responded, and in the end, openly, Jesus condemns them. He tells them what they're about to do. And as they're responding to what Jesus says, notice this, they do exactly what he says they will do. That very hour, they sought to lay hands on him. They wanted to kill him. They were rejecting the cornerstone. They were rejecting the son. In the very moment when Jesus is telling them what they're going to do, they do what they deny they're going to do. The chief priests and the scribes at this moment are ready to have Jesus destroyed, eliminated, and all because of pride. Rather than fall on Jesus, rather than repent and recognize their sinful pride, their envy, they rejected Jesus. And now the cornerstone is going to fall on them and crush them. Notice that in this passage, Jesus doesn't beat around the bush. He doesn't come from the side. Jesus talks to them directly, and they understood exactly what he was saying. And being spiritual leaders, they should have understood and submitted to their authority, the Messiah. But they were unwilling to yield. They were unwilling to humble themselves. We need to learn from this. We need to be willing to humble ourselves and to acknowledge when we're wrong. We need to be corrected. We need to be instructed. We need to be humble, willing servants of Jesus Christ. And whomever the truth of God flows from, we need to be willing to hear. Yes, we need to test the spirits to see whether they are of God. But Jesus passes every test. And the servants of Jesus pass the test because the Holy Spirit is working through them. We need to fall on the neck of Jesus Christ. We need to fall at the foot of the cross, repent and trust in Christ daily, denying ourselves, taking up our cross, and following him daily. We need to be in the Word. We need to be instructed by the Word, corrected by the Word, rebuked and reproved by the Word. We need to yield to the Holy Spirit and not gratify the desires of the flesh. We had better be careful not to reject the truth of God because of our selfish pride. That's what these individuals did, and it cost them dearly. Now we need to remember, all of this is in the plan of God. None of this takes God or Jesus by surprise. He knows what's going to be done, 
because it needs to be done for our salvation. But he still suffers. He still weeps over Jerusalem. He still sorrows at their rejection. But it needs to be done. And it's done for our salvation. And for that, we need to praise and glorify God continuously. Father in heaven, thank you for this passage. Thank you for these truths. And we pray, Lord, that we would respond by faith, humbly, submitting to you with all of our hearts, seeking to be your servants faithfully. Father, thank you for Jesus, his example of how to handle opposition and confrontation. Thank you for his turning his face steadfast toward the cross and not yielding. Father, guide us to be faithful servants. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.